Talk before you think you've dropped into some sort of that's right, drug induced kind of Tom Waits reality. No, this is chicken leather. Uh, sitting in for, I guess, the now globe trotting that's right, Nick and, and his crew of bike talking uh, people. I, I know a lot of them have been going all around town, and in fact, uh, Black Woman Sidekick, uh, who's part of my show, uh, Talk is Still Cheap, was just up at the BFF in uh, Santa Barbara. And um, Jimmy C., who used to host this show, uh, hosted that show. Also in the news, uh, all sorts of things regarding um, the Cyclovia coming up. And we're going to get to that uh, in, a, in, in the show later on. And, of course, we want to include some of the other outlying areas. And people say, what do you mean outlying areas, Chicken Ladder? Well, what, what I like to believe is that um, sometimes... The journey is part of the adventure. It is Kill Radio. And with that being said, uh, one of the things that happened this week is that um, out in um, UC Riverside, or the Riverside area, it's always something you see on the end of the map for the, uh, the bike plan here. Um, they're actually trying to do things um, regarding bike culture. We're going to get to their opening reception, but first... It is Kill Radio. And we're going west. So uh, before we get on our imaginative tour, um, we have to get into... That's right. We have to decide how to get there. And sometimes getting there means getting on your bike, or in this case, getting caught in traffic. It is Kill Radio. Trying to get to the, that's right, bike event in Riverside. This might be the only time you see us with our bikes on the back of the car. This one person. That's Al's bike. Picked up the the lighting here because Al is taking time. I'm getting the shoot. Look, even under low light, it looks good. Raindrop. We're now in downtown. That's right. Riverside. Yo, look at that. Blue skies, palm trees. Where's the damn river? Let's find that. Yes, so we got lost for literally 30 minutes just trying to find out where the event was. And then, lo and behold, uh, there was an art walk going on. And somebody said, oh, you guys aren't from around here. Not, not that they could tell, but uh, they directed us to, I guess, the uh, Bob and Carol Culver Center. Uh, that was doing the show in association with the uh, the Sweeney 
art uh, collective, I guess, out there. I, I don't know if it's a collective as much as uh, Sweeney donated a lot of money to them, and they, they did that. Um, much, I guess, along the lines of uh, some... Uh, corporation or entity donating to a university and then they name it after him. So we uh, decided to check out some of the uh, the goings on there at the gala celebration at the Barbara and Art Culver Center of the Arts uh, at uh, the University of California, Riverside. Let's listen in. It is Kill Radio. You're listening to Bike Talk. So we we got to uh, don't think that you've turned into some religious thing, but the first thing that happened was there were people performing in the space. Uh, it was like a choral choir. Exactly who they were is <laughs> members of the church choir from uh, Rubido SDA Mount Rubido. Let's listen in here on Bike Talk. It's almost like the Church of Biking came to life there that morning. Something to be said for walking into a space and being met with music right away. I uh, usually think of things in a non-traditional sign of shorts, but uh, they, uh, it, it was quite in, in, um, enlivening, if only for the fact that there was not only um, um, things like uh, the ghost bike that sort of tied in with this scene, but also some of the, uh, the other exhibits. I know that... Uh, Trick Miller had uh, some light that uh, played fancy with your imagination in there with the soundtrack from, I, I think it was the the biggest bike song, but I'm not sure. We're going to try and get him on the air and talk to him about that. Also in the exhibit, uh, part of a track that somebody had built, I guess, in, in their house. Um, and we think of, uh, let's just say, the tracks that... Uh, are around the world as being concrete or something. This man built it out of out of total wood, but made it in such a way that he could still fit into his house. Um, kind of some dedication to what he what he did. Uh, that of course has a video, and part of the the track is there in the center. Um, and it just went on and on. Uh, literally, 
hundreds of square feet of just bike-related paraphernalia, uh, spoke cards, art uh, installations, um, and we're we're going to talk more about that in a minute. But let's see if we can't get to a point in this where we channel the curator from this, uh, Mr. Tyler Stalling here. You can watch too. Ask me a question. Actually, uh, wait. I'm, I'm on the spot. I'm not ready to ask a question. <laughs> so, uh, Tyler, we're we're here. Actually, the lighting is a better over there. They will put you in the center. Right. Good luck, Tyler. You're you've curated this whole event here around bicycles. Can you tell me uh, what was the impetus for this? What, how did you think this up? Were you riding your own bicycle one day and you said? Hey, I, I need to ride this. Um, well, I, I need to do this. I think the uh, impetus for the show is exactly what you just said. I ride my bike around along here, like especially right on the Santa Ana River Trail, quite a bit. Wow, that's and, a long uh, one. Yeah, and uh, um, have actually you know go down to Orange County, San Bernardino, all the way down Orange County. Um, yeah, and actually the uh, I've been here about three and a half years now, and so recently the city of Riverside has actually been doing a lot of um, initiatives to create a bike culture in Riverside and there's been a lot of discussion about how to do that. So that kind of inspired me um, to think about doing a show. And it also falls in line with some other shows I've done in my curatorial career, from surf culture to skateboarding to that kind of thing. So, you know, it's about uh, looking at uh, where there's that cross-section of artists and um, other groups that are, um, you know, creating alternative ways of living, you know, basically. Um, and so I think that um, uh, certainly bicycling isn't. And also, I think, well, I think bike culture also isn't something necessarily associated with Southern California. Um, I mean, in the sense of in a very popular imagination. And so that's also why I decided to kind of focus, call it bike culture in Southern California, was to kind of recognize that and also to take advantage of the grassroots effort that really is here. Um, and so make it a more regional um, exhibition as opposed to um, a national sort of, you know, kind of thing. Um, so those were some of the ideas behind the show. That's fantastic. Just to touch on that, we heard that you don't live here in Riverside. You actually oh, no, I live, live, I live here in Riverside. You live now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I used to live in Huntington Beach because I was the chief curator at Lagoon Art Museum. Uh-huh. Uh, um, but I've since working here, I've been, I've been living here. Oh, that's Riverside. fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. But um, we've also noticed that a lot of people have ridden all the way out here, too. It's pretty, pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. No, so, I was very happy about that. I actually installed um, additional bike racks. Um, in order to um, expecting, hoping that that would happen. I, I just uh, left mine with the, with the guys from the lounge. Out okay, front. no problem. So, um, just if I could touch on this, yeah. How do you create an instant bike culture here right. in Riverside? Right. <laughs> what, what did well, you tell them to do? Get Crank Mob out here. Right. Get Alex. Well, or? actually, the well within this from the city perspective, and I'm actually on a bike advisory um, group for the city, ah. um, and they have different. Uh, people on that group ranging from just aficionados uh, to people really interested in biking as transportation uh, to all sorts of people. And I think that uh, a lot of the debate that's going on there is about how exactly do you create a quote-unquote bike culture? Is it about do you install more bike racks in order to create visibility, for example, because there are no bike racks throughout the city. There are very mm. few. Um, but then people who say who have high-end bikes, they don't want to park their bikes at the bike racks because they're going right. to be stolen. So 
then do you get one of those new cubicle things that you put in a parking lot <laughs> to address them? But then there's not enough of a subway system here where you could actually go from spot to spot, so that doesn't quite make sense. I see. Um, do you repair the roads, you know, to make ah. those better? Uh, do, you, do you teach uh, city workers who are repaving roads to create better transition spots into the bike lane? You know, I mean, there are different philosophies. So some of the things I think the city has been doing, um, and I think where most people at this moment um, uh, decide to go towards is more about how do you create more visibility mm-hmm. um, and, and safety and that kind of thing rather than um, um, spending a lot of money on more high-end things that may or may not work at this moment in time in a way. So um, those are some of the some of the um, initiatives that are kind of going on. And there is a... Um, uh, a classic. Uh, there's a thing called the Citric Classic Bike Run that they're doing for the first time um, to, to coincide with yeah, this. Uh, it's going, yeah, and oh, that's okay, happening fantastic. next weekend, the 17th. Um, so, right. yeah. Well, I want to thank you yeah, for talking well, to me. Thank you. So. And you've touched on all sorts of interesting uh, things. And once again, it's out here at. Uh, Sweeney Art Gallery right. at the Culver Art Center until December 31st. And you can go to the website. It's sweeney.ucr.edu. Um, there's an online catalog and things like that. So. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah. I really you. appreciate Thanks. it. Thank Thanks. Thank you. And... Yes. Well, that was uh, yet another performance there going on in the music you hear in the background at this space. So we can see that biking is about engrossing or capturing just one side of a, of a culture or something, as we heard there. Um, what, I, what I find amazing, though, is that uh, Tyler has has done these things, and, and we heard that he li- he was in Huntington Beach, and, and lo and behold, he biked there. Um, so we can look at the, you can just do the math and see how far it was to, to get across town. Um, we're going to be getting uh, to a couple topics that, have nothing to do with art per se, but we want to announce them right now because uh, we, we have a guest in the studio um, that we're going to t- be talking about uh, shortly. But uh, we want to remind you that the art ride in uh, Nila is going on tonight at 7 o'clock, and uh, I was able to see part of the show. Uh, they do that the second Saturday of the month, so don't think you have to go all the way out to Riverside to see art in its uh, numering ways. Now, there was a mention there about other cultures and how you get an instant kind of bike culture. One of the people there and involved in that were the people I left my bike with. Let's listen in. I'm going to park someplace else. Here we are at, uh, what is this, the Barbara and Art Center for Arts. And lo and behold, we bumped into somebody who said he was from... The Bicycle Lounge. Hey, what's this about? We are Riverside's answer to the Bicycle Oven. Ah, that's beautiful. Yeah, we're the local bike co-op, and we'll be occupying this space Saturdays 12 to 4 through the end of this exhibit. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thursdays. And Thursdays for Arts. Also. And then we're starting up a space over at UC Riverside also. That's fantastic. Yeah. I like these guys. Hey, have them do that move again. Have them do that move. Is there a ride going on tonight? Not that I know of. No. Uh, that, that was a good move. Look at it. They're bringing out their cameras here. So have you seen anything in here that you liked? Well, first of all, hi. I'm Chicken Leather. What's your name? I'm Brian. Brian, nice to meet you, man. Roger. Roger and Brian. I think you got a morning show, don't you? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's just not as funny as the other ones. Me <laughs> Monica. More obscene more bicycles. Monica doesn't want to be on camera, I can tell. She's very Why, Monica? Now, are there, now I'm going to ask you something. 
Is it Roger and Brian? How uh, how many women do you have in your organization? Because that's really usually the litmus test. Pretty much all women. Well, there you go. There you go. That's the litmus test for finding it out. And we're growing and, daily. And do, do you find that uh, if... We actually have about 50% women members at UC Riverside. Yes. That's pretty good. And some of our key uh, people who help organize things here are women. Well, that, and the reason I bring that up is everything's a sexist, but it's not. It's a, it's a litmus test for how safe you feel on the road. The more kids and more women you get out on the road, the safer you feel. So um, what, what is one of the big things that you found that helps your... Uh, sort of organization exist? Uh, well, it's Everybody's tires need pumping. Yeah. <laughs> air, a lot of hot air. I like that. I think the university nearby helps a lot because people buy really crappy bikes off of Craigslist and they bring them over to us. And you guys are providing a service. Huh? Yeah, we help them figure out what's wrong. That's fantastic. Find yeah. better bikes. <laughs> yeah, well, and collaborating with the local bike shops has helped out a lot. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, there's one shop that we work with a lot. And so uh, you, you can blurb it right now. This would be the time. Oh, yeah, California Cycle Wheel in Central Magnolia. There you go. Great. They were all here like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> they went out to ride. But that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, it seems like a lot of people are here tonight specifically for the bike thing. Yeah, and, and we're noticing a lot of bikes. Do you have a favorite in here? In the exhibit? Yeah. Exactly. I haven't seen the exhibit yet. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to sit out here and let you go inside. What? Are you serious? I'm, I could do this. I'm gonna come back with a favorite. All right. All right. You're gonna have to hold these thing, and I'll come in. Take a sticker and stuff. I'm, I will. I will. So. So it is Kill Radio. I, I, I know you've heard in the background us talking uh, a little bit about uh, the recycle, and um, quite quite incredible. Uh, so here, here we are at this point in the uh, conversation. I sent uh, Brian and Roger in to look at some of the bikes while some of the bikes that the UCI uh, had built were light, kind of fabricated somewhere between cars. But one of them that really caught my eye was an art piece there uh, crafted out of steel with, I, I think it was a saber-tooth head or some sort of uh, Neanderthal. Had it had huge incisors on the inside. Yet it was all made of bicycle parts. Um, he, he heralded from San Diego, and we'll we'll talk more about the art. But we want to get to some of the uh, things going around Los Angeles tomorrow in that same vein of art, building community, and what have you. And I'm joined in the studio now by uh, two people. We're going to let them introduce themselves, and they're related to the Ciclovia. And before you say what what is a, a Ciclovia and everything. Everything will be answered in a moment here on Kill Radio. Oh, somehow I didn't know you. Chelsea, why don't you tell me about your recording studio? What kind of music are we looking at? All right, we're going to hear more of that later on. But first, let's see if we can't get the mics on it here in the studio. Kill Radio. On, on two sides of the glass here today. Um, and one, one of the things that we heard about is uh, how, how to get around town. Uh, if your town isn't, let's just say, bike-friendly. And with that in mind, I, I think some people have finally addressed the fact they said, hey, why don't we make it bike-friendly? Why can't we make it like uh, some other places around the world that have done things with less money but more initiative uh, and I'm thinking of places like Bogota and other places. And with that being said, I think that's much of an introduction. Here in the studio, we have Sarah and I've 
I, I totally forgot your name. What's your name? I'm Adonia. That's hilarious. Adonia. You my name? Yeah. Oh, my god. Well, no, I do know your name, but it's like I know you know Adonia just rolls off the, the, the tongue right, here. Right, right, yeah. I know. People forget it immediately. <laughs> That's funny, though, that you would know Sarah's name because Sarah is visiting from out well, of town. Well, I, I had the phone number for the longest time, and I go, oh, i got to call Sarah up. Oh, i got to call her up uh-huh, uh-huh. and stuff. But I, I'm wondering, are, are you here in an uh, advisory capacity because oh, you've, no. you've, you've seen this before, Sarah? Or? I don't know. I I'm a friend of Adonia's, and um, I've been watching her try to put this together for two years. And um, we went um, a few months ago to a similar event in San Francisco, and um, I actually just bought a bicycle, my first bicycle. Wow. I brought it down. What, what kind of bike? Um, because we don't care about, about community or anything. We just want to know what you're riding. <laughs> Well, I got a specialized expedition. It's a low entry. Oh, now, no, no, that is not a low entry. That is a really nice bike. And everybody says you have to have the best bike or the lightest bike or the carbon fiber bike. And I, I'm, I, I think I agree with everybody in the room here that the best bike is the bike you ride, yeah. the bike that you enjoy, regardless of what style it, it is. It looks super cute, too. So. Oh, well. She's, she's achieved that. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a very charming bike, yeah. And I'm really happy to have her down here. We've been working on getting the Sequelvia thing together for some time. So just to give a little background on what the Sequelvia is, um, it started in Bogota, Colombia in the 70s. Basically, you shut down streets to cars and you open them to people for a few hours on a Sunday. And uh, it kind of waxed and waned over the years in Bogota and had, um, uh, people have said, a pretty significant impact on public space there and how people interact with each other and turning their city into more of a human space versus a a car-dominated and bus-dominated. So um, in the last uh, decade or so, Sequelvia there has uh, expanded greatly to the extent that uh, they now close down about 70 miles of streets every Sunday. So uh, Bogota has been really, really positively impacted by this uh, regular event. And so other cities have tried out having Sequelvias all over the U.S., all over Latin America. And Los Angeles is basically... um, the last big city to join the party. So we're super excited to have our first Sequelvia here tomorrow, uh, 10-10-10. It's going to be from 10 a.m. in the morning till 3 p.m. in the afternoon, stretching from Hollenbeck Park in East L.A. to uh, the Bicycle District in East Hollywood. And we're going to be cutting uh, through Little Tokyo, uh, through downtown, and then along 7th, cutting up through the neighborhoods to East Hollywood. Um, there's a map available, all sorts of information available at our website, which is ciclavia.org, C-I-C-L-A-V-I-A dot O-R-G. Um, uh-huh. Because the name of our event here, I don't know if I mentioned that, so the, the original event is called a ciclovia, which means bikeway. Low. Low, Low, right. L-O in the thing. Exactly. And so our L-A-specific event is a seek la via, seek L-A via, um, since we're in Los Angeles. So La. L.A. Wow. (laughs) No, you have to point that out for people in radio because they they can't see the difference of the chalkboard that we we have here. Now, uh, I I know you're you're looking at me and saying, why are you putting on the mayor's thing? Well, you say that we've been laxed in getting into this, but let's give some credit where credit is due. This was all the idea of one mayor who was in office in Bogota for, for one thing, and he said, how can I improve this? I have no money. I have no anything. How am I going to build community? Which gets back to, to how they're trying to do this in, in Riverside and everything. There's that theme of well, why would you want to build community around a bike instead of a car? And here in 
uh, kind of car-centric Los Angeles. We never think of of things being changed or, or equated with the car, but there's a almost a humanist aspect to, to riding a bicycle that we kind of forget yeah. once we become 16 and get our, our license here mm-hmm. as, I, as I try to do this. Now, I, I had this all set up earlier, like moments before you came in. Um, this was, we, we talk about having heard about the Ciclovia before, as it says this button is not usable on the video. <laughs> but you, you talked in front of the mayor when he had his little summit there. Uh-huh, and, yeah. and, it's, and it's kind of funny because um, it wasn't just one person. It was a whole group of people. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that just sort of lends to the fact that, and, and you've talked about where the Ciclovia, Ciclovia, we better get used to it, Lavia, <laughs> is going through. And one of the things it's going through is it's going through uh, neighborhoods like, like you said, that are diverse with culture that I, I know myself, when I, when I drive around town, people are always amazed that I know all these little places and history and stuff. And I said, well, it's only because I've been on a bike ride with somebody else that pointed it out to me. Right. But it, it's funny because we always think of, like, what is going to appeal to me? Um, usually they say it's got to be something rock and roll or whatever. And I said, <laughs> well, there's that in my history. But I like to think that we're, we're more than just places where people go to hear music and, and mm-hmm. eat or something. It's it's more about people, and I think that's what we're we're hoping for, and I think that's why there's been such a strive to get the the uh, the news out. Because let, let's face it, if nobody shows up to the Ciclovia, it's not going to happen, and that's why we're, right. we're we're plugging and stuff. There there's been some great response, and you guys have been involved in a number of different uh, community events. Mm-hmm. I'm remembering things like City Labs, where where you were out there and you had a table, mm-hmm. and then you were uh, at at the Mayor's Summit. Where you discuss these things, and I'm 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 shelling now. I'm trying to 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 get to the point where we talk about the Zeklavia in the video, but we're gonna we're gonna skip this, and maybe we'll get to it in a minute and let it just play at normal speed. Um, so Sarah's come with her specialized bike. You don't really have to have a specialized bike. You mm-hmm. could have anything to go on this mm-hmm. this bike ride you can too. Just have your legs, really. Which is another aspect. Uh, a lot of these streets around here where I'm at right now have been closed down for, and, and let's be honest, months with with the DWP working on the pipes and things. Oh, you mean like First Street? Uh, yes. Yeah. You live in the area, so you know about that. It was opened up for literally maybe three weeks, and then it was closed out again. I don't know if it's because they don't know what they're doing or, I have no or idea. There's, yeah. maybe that's where they're putting in the heavily fortified bunker for <laughs> public officials uh-huh. as, a, as an offshoot of the, the goal line of the Metrolink. And, and then this is where it's all going to... Where they're going to hide out. Yes, yes. Well, be, I've, I found that that area, actually having it shut down for construction is great as a cyclist. It is. They get to cut through it. It, and it, it, it is. And we, we joke about this all the time yeah. uh, that, that coming around and... Um, when I bike through, everybody always assumes that it's closed to to well, it's closed to car vehicular right. traffic. But um, you can easily make your way through sidewalk, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not all blocked. It's like it's open, right. and then there's this huge sort of three ton vehicle in the middle of it. That, right, which you <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily want to tangle with that. No, but, but uh, there's plenty of room to get by. But um, it, it it reminds us. I think day one. Because part of the street is blocked. We're, we're talking about a street that's like uh, your, your usual 50 yards of street, and then a good 20% of that is just blocked off, which allows kids to come out there and play. 
So the oh, kids, cool. I think day one, they understood what was going on, and they just went all out and started playing everything from... I, I don't want to stay stickball and, and age myself, but they were they were <laughs> playing baseball and soccer and what have you out in the middle there. Mm-hmm. And so there there was that sense sense that yes, this is your space again, mm-hmm. which which originally I guess according to contested streets is how streets were always used for people as opposed to used for for the the bastion of the the internal combustion in here. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, there are other events going on that relate to the Cyclovia. Do you, can you tell us a few of them? I know that downtown on Olvera Street, they're having the big Mole Festival. Oh, cool. To, to coincide with this. I don't know if it's just they decided to start cooking mole for the masses and just Sounds said, good to me, well, man. this is it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you know anything about it, uh, getting, getting your mole on in the morning, <laughs> it sounds really great. But uh, I, I think, and I want to mention this because we're, we've been looking at the mayor now for like the last five minutes trying to get to this thing in the in the video where they yeah, talk did, about Yeah, he did a lot video. of responses to well, everyone. It, it's kind of funny comments. because the mayor has actually gotten more involved since his biking than he did. It, that has been a real catalyst, it seems yeah. like, in terms of him and, and his growing interest in bicycling in L.A., which is great for us, right? I mean, this is a there's There's even been some conspiracy theory people that, that say that <laughs> That cab driver was hired by us in uh, the bike community, and we'd like to yeah, just the, the say right now. the natural alliance between cab drivers and bicyclists, you know. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. We had nothing to do with this. So uh, he's actually been responding a lot better. I, I even know that uh, there was some other bike event we did, and just out of curiosity, I was riding by his his. It's not a mansion. It's been donated to us by whatever Getty or something, and it's sitting over there. And I figured I'm gonna I'm gonna go by and see about talking to him. Uh, you know, I dropped it off with his aide, which I never would have thought of before. But I figured, you know, maybe the mayor is gonna want to come out for uh, an event. And it it's we we sort of distance ourselves from our political leaders, which is just the opposite of what probably this event is going to do. I know that yeah. the mayor, and the reason I bring up his name is, he's going to be doing a ride from Hollenbeck for, we, we don't know how long and how, how supported it is, but I'm sure he never rides by himself, just just sure, because yeah. he is. He's yeah, mayor, so, yeah. yeah, so it's it's kind of strange, but having said that, um, this, this whole course is a s- supported, isn't it? I mean, there's going to be stations along there, there's going to be, I know that uh, the bike oven is doing something. Oh yeah, there's well, you yeah. know, the the thing about a cyclovia is that it's not it's not a race and it's not um it's not a ride in the same sense that uh we might be more familiar with with, you know, like the LA Marathon or the life cycle things like that. It's yeah. just a sort of park. Basically, we're creating seven and a half miles of temporary linear park space in the streets. So, right. we've got all kinds of things going on. Um I actually have been out of town for the last couple of weeks doing some bike research because I'm a, I'm a grad student and I research bike infrastructure. Um, so I just got back and I've, I've just been learning about some of the things that are going to be going on. I know there's going to be uh, capoeira performances at different points. There, One thing I think is super exciting is there's going to be um, a little kids ride called the Midday Riders that I think two groups yeah. are going to be starting out from opposite ends. It's, it's kind of funny because yeah. I, I raced with this guy in uh, the Coaster Break Challenge uh-huh. that Paul from Italian Cycles puts on, and I, and he was everywhere. He's kind of like I, I'm saying, what, what, what are you doing? You're you're shelling to be like the the golden spoke of the year guy or something <laughs> like that. I mean, he was. It's really fantastic that we're, we're seeing that outreach because yeah. we only think of 
bike riding being some sort of detrimental thing that that hooligans do at night instead of right, the fact yeah. or terrorists. <laughs> and we, we want to just abate your fears right now. That that's not where we're after. We're after no. a point where it's safe enough for kids and, right. and women. And I think they even brought that up in the uh, in the thing at Riverside. I, I talked about that. I, I, I think they thought it was some sort of sexist remark when I said, hmm. hey, how many women are involved in your thing? And they said, what, what, what do you mean? And they, I said, well, no, I mean, that's that's the litmus test. If you see kids and women out on the street, then you know it's safe to go right. out there on your own and stuff. Not that not that it's like some sort of like, let the women and kids go first. Right. No, <laughs> you know, well, that's, that's a topic test the minds for a whole out other this, uh, series of yes. shows, man, gender in the, in the cycle it world. Is. But it it's is. definitely true. I know that... Uh, Women, the presence of women is used as an indicator of how safe people think a roadway is um, for riding, things like that. And that's definitely, you know, one of the biggest goals of the Ciclovia is creating a space where people who don't normally feel comfortable bicycling in L.A. can come out and try it. Um, people who don't normally feel comfortable walking in L.A. can come out and try it. And uh, Sarah here has already proved her chops. She's come down before and ridden with me through wow. our crazy streets, uh, which are actually not that crazy. Um, but she's down here again to uh, to get comfortable with this new bike, which she hasn't started riding yet. Uh-huh. And she's going to have tons of space because we have seven and a half miles to ride around. It's going to be a really good opportunity awesome. to, to get familiar with this new machine that she's riding. So, we, I mean, the cool thing about this is that we are expecting people of all kinds of comfort levels, people with bikes, people without bikes, people with really junky old bikes. And, yeah, like you said, there are going to be stations along the way where people can get support. Um but I'm really, I mean, I am really looking forward to seeing what kind of spontaneous stuff happens along the way, what kind of art things people are going to be um, putting together. I know that Streets Blog has put together a kind of uh, schedule of different things that are going on or right. different stuff you can look at. So if you go to their website, LAStreetsBlog.org, I know they put together that, a That, of course, Damien, who's, who's done some fantastic work, he uh, purchased a Dutch bike. Which which gives the whole sense, and people say, "Well, why is is it just the money involved or anything?" No, they're just really comfortable to ride. Yeah, I'm sure he's a millionaire. Yes, over at yes. Block. No, actually, he's not. But he recognized <laughs> the fact when he had his 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 next tr- he had his child that mm-hmm. he really wanted to impart the fact that it it wasn't just about getting into a, a little steel box and going around town and stuff. Right, he yeah. wanted to feel the freedom, and in fact, um, uh, a good friend of mine, Joseph. Uh, at the, uh, the flying pigeon does the same thing. He, he, it's it's the idea that why do you want to take your kid and, and just immediately you you have to make them safe obviously. Right. But it's the idea that there's a certain amount of freedom. They think of it as a, like a ride at Disneyland. Sure. It, yeah. It, you're out there and, and he I know he has a, a couple other bikes. That, there's the Nihola and a, and a couple other things. Um, Los Angeles is is doing this, but other cities have done it in. I'm wondering, everybody always says that Los Angeles can't do this, which you tied in with the car. Right. Is it just a perception of, of, of mine that we're overcoming? Maybe you as a, a grad student can address that in, your, in, your, in some sort of analytical fashion to disdain <laughs> the fact that it, the car isn't there and everything. It's not just about, about getting into the car and filling it up with gas and taking the family and fighting with them the whole time, mm-hmm. which is what my childhood was about. It was like, stay quiet in the back there. Right. We're going here. And you never really, you, I, I, my whole childhood is just looking through the back of a window instead <laughs> of being able to do this. I, I think this would have been something I, 
it, first it probably would have shocked me. I think maybe that's the thing that's going to be happening. Or, or, are people going to know to walk out on the street and spontaneously use them? Or? I mean, we'll see. I think I definitely, I mean, I'm so I'm a cultural anthropology grad student, right? And uh-huh. the, the project that I'm doing for my dissertation is all about uh, bicycling in L.A. and perceptions of why, why, why do people not want to ride bikes in L.A.? A lot of it is just this really strong psychological and cultural barrier we have against non-motorized traffic here there's a lot of class stuff involved but, you but know yeah and and that's one of the things that uh i've always discussed with people they think that it's a it's a definite um economic kind of ties to it it's mm-hmm. like you can't afford a car therefore you ride a bike and it's just the opposite with me it's like i have so many cars that i don't know what to do with but <laughs> but i love my bicycle now and yeah. so my cars have just sort of sat and de- they haven't deteriorated i mean i I keep them up, but everybody always says, well, why, why aren't you driving your car here? And you right. kind of look at them and say, well, I'm only going two miles. Right. And but I think I think all of us in L.A. who are regular cyclists have had moments where we've encountered that attitude from people where they're yeah. like, why would you ride a bike? Yeah. And they have a – there's a slight contempt in their tone because I don't think – you know, there's a lot of people who don't get how much fun it is to yeah. ride a bike in L.A. and how much fun it is to ride a bike in general. And I know lots of people in the bike movement who are actively engaged in figuring out how to let everyone know, you know, how do we let drivers know that actually you can feel really liberated and, mm-hmm. oh, my God, your mental health will improve so much if you get out of that car. It's a prison. People think that it's some sort of ticket to freedom, but actually they're sitting on freeways and just being angry at each other. And you Yes. Know. You, you talk about tickets, too. There, there's a, a, an upswing, I think, with the uh, economic crisis to give more tickets to people. So <laughs> it seems that there's always a cop there behind a car now. Yeah. And whereas when I ride my bike, it's, I, I think they sort of, it's, it's like fly, you know, flying under the radar, so right. to speak. Yeah. And stuff. Well, the root. Um, let's talk a minute about the root because the root is, as we say, going through a number of. Um, we we touched on some of the neighborhoods that they talked through, but mm-hmm. um, here I I can give it to you and you can see it. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because this this is the one I guess they hung off the doors for people in the neighborhood not to scare right. them that it's going to be bicycles <laughs> instead of cars on the street. Yeah, which I I find kind of funny, but. It goes, uh, as stated, from Hollandet Park. So I'm, I'm thinking that's where the mayor is going to start. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, Hispanic kind of uh, section of town. Not what, to, not to, what? Not, to huh? stereo, not to stereotype <laughs> these things, but it, it starts by the 5 freeway. And I'm thinking, did, did they do that so you could drive to it? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, there's, there's so many rides and stuff, but I'm thinking, why would they stick it near the freeway? But all of Los Angeles is great. This thing looks like, like it's thread going through some sort of mesh. And then you realize, oh, that's the freeway system that it's having to overcome. Yeah, right. And if you really are in a car, don't feel bad. There are places that you can cross here that I'm noticing. But it, as you said, um, Little Tokyo, mm-hmm. downtown LA. Right. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the route, this hi-fi. is something that we've been thinking about since we started planning this two years ago. You uh-huh. know, what's the best route to kind of showcase LA and bring together different neighborhoods? That was a big big part of what yeah. we had in mind, bring together diverse neighborhoods. Um, you know, Hollenbeck Park, I'm pretty sure, predates that freeway, right? So, well, well, everybody, yeah, it predates the freeway, and everybody thinks of it as always being Hispanic. But I, I'm going to jump in here and say, before there were basically Latinos and Chicanos, and you, you pick one, um, 
there were it's the biggest uh, concentration of Jews outside of New York mm. lived in Los Angeles and it, it's kind of funny in the 40s and 50s they moved out to the valley <laughs> and it, and in fact the home for the agent is is there that I think I converted uh, and right now you're thinking well what are all these places being used for low budget horror films because I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've been in East LA oh you about that, that big beautiful white Asylum that's like right near the, the a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. That's a great. The architecture is so great. Yeah. And I, th I think it's on the historic register, so they can't just like tear it, tear down. it down. And you think somebody would say, "Well, don't we need a hospital in this area?" And they always go, "Oh, we got county over here. Oh, we just did a modernization." It's like, well, why don't, why don't you build a, you know, community kind of hospital or something? And and I, I think maybe that might be a, a social kind of butterfly that w that we think. Uh, when when things like we look at the neighborhoods and, and sort of say, well, what does this place need? Uh, I know when I was on the, the Crenshaw uh, cruise or crush or whatever they called it, that um, Aubrey, the, the city councilman, was able to point out some of the improvements that had been made uh, along with where the riots started and everything else. We said, well, we, we know about that, but what else do you do here? And, and Lamert Park and all these other kind of gyms yeah. in the Los Angeles I mean, the greater Los Angeles area, the people don't really, they sort of just say, oh, yeah, they play jazz there. Oh, yeah, they do art here. Or, oh, yeah, that was a great place to eat. But we never really put them all together in our mind, mm -hmm. except when you do a bike ride or a themed right. ride or, or something like this. So this is a little bit of, of almost a social experiment, so Oh, to it speak. totally is. Well, you know, yeah, a, a lot of what is incorporated into the root is not only, you know, these neighborhoods that are connecting diverse communities that live there now, but the sense of history is also right. a huge part of it. You know, historically, East L.A. has been somewhat I isolated from downtown and the west side. And, you know, when they opened up that new gold line extension last fall or winter, there was a big to-do about how, you e know, the east side is being connected again. Yeah, even the name. For the longest time, they said, well, what are they going to call it? And they said, well, it's an extension. And, and for the longest time, there were all these brown things around we said, is, isn't that kind of racist to call it like the brown line or something? He said, no, it's it's gold. It's definitely gold. And and we go, well, I think you have to clean it up a little. It's it's really you know is the dust or something. But it's that's that's the perception. It's like all the transit, everything goes east. And in fact, they've discussed going west now. Mm -hmm. But the west thing. It seems that they're putting more amenities in it than anything that they did for the east one, and I'm wondering if there is that imbalance with public transportation, whether there should be a balance with that. Maybe maybe this can bring uh, a light into the fact that if you do get tired, you can just jump on the gold line and get right. back that way, or too. Or the red line. I mean, or the red line. Our, our route follows um, the gold line and the red line pretty closely because we want people to be able to have Absolutely. that as an option. And also, you know, Another of our goals with this is to let some people know um, who don't necessarily, and I mean, I, perhaps you've encountered this. There's lots of people who live here who don't know we have a subway. You know, if they're so disconnected well, from that was public transportation in LA, they're not aware. So this is a, also a bit of an awareness exactly campaign for that. So. Yeah, that was a big joke uh, after 9/11. They said, "Well, they, they, you know, we they might blow up our subway in LA," and everybody kind of looked at each other and goes, "LA has a subway." <laughs> Yeah. Whoa, when did that happen? You know, <laughs> but it's it's been happening, and in case you haven't ridden it, it's it's a great way to get around town if if you want to just leave your car at home. I guess you could take the, um, a number of metro links to the the start of this thing and then come back. But don't be fooled; you don't have to drive to this thing or or take public transportation. It's on the street. Basically, we, we want you to get on the street and enjoy 
uh, your streets, as so to speak. Um, we, we've talked about events. We've talked about the route. Um, I, there, there are some rides, uh, bicycle rides, that are going to be going on with this, too. I know that there's one riding from, I guess, the bike kitchen out to the start in Holland back at, at 8 o'clock tomorrow. Hmm. And then at 10, the mayor is literally going to ride back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So in theory, you could have a day of just riding around town. Oh yeah, I mean, for people who do wanna who who wanna get some riding in, um, the route is seven and a half miles. That's yeah. some distance. So you could you could do seven some riding and back miles. and forth. Um, I'm I'm really curious. You know, we're gonna see. I'm very curious if the mayor is gonna be all got up in spandex or you know is he gonna I, be dressed not. like a roadie or what? Because that that the the tone of the event is much yeah. more. Um, Fun. I hope the mayor is wearing a costume. Yeah, I, uh, to be perfectly honest, I, he probably isn't going to be wearing one. But wouldn't it be no. lovely to see him in, you know, a little bear costume or <laughs> some kind of crazy clown right, or getup, a Posada kind of, you know? Yeah, yeah. Skeleton or whatever. Right. Oh, that would be super yeah, cool. Yeah, like sort a of. Face. And then and then every time he gets to a new section, they they dress him up again. You know, he that does would a be quick change. Awesome. Kind of yeah. No, to me, you know. Uh, it's been a shame that I was traveling a lot for research leading up to this because I I wanted to you know really do something elaborate myself. I'm I'm pretty into costumes and right. I know all kinds of people are going to be uh, decking themselves out and you know I think that the more of a parade feel this has the better. Yeah. You know it's kind of a stop and start. Anyone can join at any point. Uh, fun party. Basically, so I mean, you can go out there and ride and see what people are doing, or you could stop in the street and uh, you know have a picnic. I've seen all kinds of cool stuff happening. I've been to Ciclovias now in in Bogota, um, uh-huh. where you know down there it's a little more mundane. and They're pretty used to it. It's like you take your your dog for a walk, or you you go run. So the it's it's not structured, and I think that's what everybody's looking for here. Right. It's like there there are things to do, but it's an unstructured kind of thing. It's kind of like you enjoy the streets. I, I know that there's been talk of like maybe joining this with some of the farmers markets mm-hmm. which there are a few al- along the route so don't feel like you're not going to you're going to starve to death you're not going to get water <laughs> or any of these things this is your city and you're going to be able to explore it a, a way a slower way than you're usually uh, accustomed to i know that a lot of the signage here in los angeles is geared towards cigars so you'll, you'll see huge billboards that you'll be able to see at 30 40 feet away whereas when you take that humanist slow kind of walk or or bike ride, you you see things like architecture, right. uh, details. Uh, you realize that the building isn't just standing in midair; that right. there's a a foundation and stuff. And and maybe that's what is is great about the Ciclovia. You're going to be able to rediscover different parts of of uh, Los Angeles that. Up to this time, you're you sort of whisk by three miles an hour. Yeah, no, that's that's. I mean, that's the crux of it for me is very much just giving people an opportunity to experience their city a little differently. So uh, now I'm I'm going to jump ahead, and everybody always accuses me of being like a an optimist. But what if this works? Do you think this could be happening on a, a monthly or even? An annual or monthly or even a weekly basis, uh, something like this? I mean, we would love to see this become a regular weekly event. Los Angeles doesn't have the same issues that a lot of other cities do in terms of weather, for example. Right. You know, we don't have a the lot weather's of cold winter. Great, the weather's much. always great. Yeah. There's really no reason for us to not have an, a year-round weekly event like this where we're really letting people get out and stretch their legs and, and get familiar with the streets without the pressures of being surrounded by traffic. I mean, 
I think that this could be a very, very useful uh, tool in terms of helping more uh, Angelinos move toward getting out of cars. You know, this is a, it's kind of like a, an experiment, a demonstration thing, and the more we have it, the better. Um, but there is the, the economic reality that an event like this is fairly expensive because Los Angeles yeah. has such a horrible legacy of, uh, of drivers not respecting street closure events, basically. So we need to have a lot of personnel at all of these crossing points that you mentioned. Uh, there are, I think, 11 crossing points. Uh, at different o- 11 p- police officers, 11, well, uh, 11 at closures. At each crossing point, we have at yeah. least four police officers. Oh, my God. Manning those places to make sure that cars are crossing safely and not interacting with uh, pedestrians and bicyclists. And w- was that the minimum that you could have? Or? Oh, yeah. This is this is bare bones. This is really? what it takes to, to have a, a crossing point like that on a street closure in L.A. because of this bizarre reality in which we exist where sometimes people just don't respect street closures and will drive out into people. It's very weird. Um, well, well I, I think a lot of it, too, is the fact that, and, and hear me out, that we give license to anybody. I mean, I, I'm really tempted to just get a dog, and put glasses on it, and have him take the <laughs> test and see if they'll give him a license. You know, they say, well, he, he drove it himself. And they'll, they'll kind of look twice and say, it's a dog. Well, okay. You know, yeah. it's a criteria. <laughs> no, but uh, I bring up an interesting point because there there should be uh, not just a level of driving but a level of competence there, a level of alertness. And we've discussed this before that when you ride your bike, uh, let's let's say there's a litmus test of, of – Maybe five percent when you're walking, and maybe ten percent when you're driving. But definitely, there's there's a higher percentage when you're riding your bike because you're you're riding defensively, and I think maybe some of that rubs off to when you drive a car or something. So mm-hmm. that that's the offset of this. Um, perhaps, and this this is what we need to do to make people aware that um, if there are bike riders on the road. And we've seen the new signage here, the the three feet or whatever. Yeah, right. We we have a joke that if you give me three feet, I'll I'll give you the world, kind of like a, <laughs> a, an homage to James Bond or something. But it it is like that. It's almost like you you have to be a spy or some some specially trained thing to do the streets. And we like to say, well, no, it's just you give us our space, and we'll we'll be able to save the world that way. Mm-hmm. And it, it is something we're we're offsetting carbon and. We're, we're not wasting vital resources. Anyway, the, this Cyclovia, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Bike Talk here, and we have um, people in the studio talking about, that's right, the Cyclovia that's going on. Now, uh, the name, did you, you deliberately change that, I guess, from Cyclovia to Cyclovia to right, encompass uh-huh. the L.A.? Yeah, that was that was one of the first things we agonized over as a as a group a couple of years ago. Um, there's a really interesting, uh, diverse group of people that came together to start working on this, and we were fortunate enough to have a graphic designer, Colleen Corcoran, who's been working with us since the beginning. She's done all of our design work. Um, Stephen Villavaso is yes. a traffic engineer. He's done a lot of the logistics and uh, and uh, visualizations for these different route ideas. Jonathan Parfrey, who's a, a very uh, wonderful and supportive figure in the environmental movement here uh-huh. and uh, more recently Aaron Paley who is an event planner um, with uh, Cars LA which is an ironic name uh, Community Arts Resources and they're a really cool right. um, event planning organization so we've, we've not, had not to be confused with automobiles but he's he's done right. a lot with, with uh, raising funds and, and eliminating uh, people to some of the, the 
events here in Los Angeles. I know he came out for parking day a while mm-hmm. back, too, yeah. and I got to see him, and, and they, they built, like, an instant stage over on Wilshire Boulevard. They, they do some pretty amazing things. We're really excited to have Cars be the, the, the planner for yeah. this event. I think that's going to really guarantee our success. But, you know, so we had all, all sorts of interesting people. Um, Bobby Gatta is another person who's been involved since the beginning. Yes. Allison we, we, we saw him on his big, of stuff. We saw him, not to interrupt you, which mm-hmm. I do constantly, but we saw him on at the... Um, the Eagle Rock uh, Music Festival, passing his out stuff bike? on his. On, he's got a huge like. Uh, what is it? It's like a. Just to explain it to our listeners, a tall bike, but he's got every kind of bell or noise-making thing on it to bring attention to him. And uh, the dismount, we we joke about how he dismounts off that thing, but it was it was just silly how he got off the bike. Does he just kind of fall over? Is he, that what he, he does? He got off of it really elegantly once, and then he just sort of went over the, the bars. And I thought oh, no. I thought he had hurt himself, but he, wow. he got up and got right back on it. Which is he's he's kind of become our mascot. He was on yeah. the, the front page of the L.A. Times. Oh, was an he? article about Ciclovia this week. Yeah, wow. So, yep. So. Uh, I can't remember why I started telling you about the different people on the committee. They're so fascinating. I get distracted. But uh, <laughs> the name, that's right. The when name. We were, we were talking brainstorming about. brainstorming about the name, we had all sorts of stuff in mind. You know, how are we going to build a build a, an identity for this thing that really brought together, you know, L.A. and the event? Because it was really important to us to not just kind of import something here right. that didn't make sense for L.A. You know, there's a lot of ways in which this event makes a lot of sense for our city. So we wanted a name that represented that. So we decided to just combine uh, L.A. with Ciclovia, the original word. And when you see it written, I think that the, the visual impact is... Um, striking because you can see the right. way that la jumps out in the middle there um but yeah in terms of pronunciation sometimes ciclovia ciclavia it's a little hard to hear that difference but ciclavia it, yeah. is what we're having tomorrow maybe we'll brand it ourselves now uh, it, without going into the details what is in this name there's it's everywhere around the world they call it something different right yeah so it's it's great that los angeles should have its own but um i'm i'm wondering if it, it's just not about a name. I mean, you can create your own Ciclovia every day, it seems. Mm-hmm. You can get out there on your bike or, or take take your streets back, so to speak, or enjoy them. And we, we hear about all these different events that always happen at night. So this is kind of like leave that to the vampires, more or less, <laughs> even though it is October, and and come out during the day and enjoy it with, with friends, people, yeah. and what have you. Um, because I, I hate to say it, it rained last week. It was all dark. Today it is beautiful it's outside. Gorgeous. I can see the it mountains is, from the window here. It's amazing. It, it's amazing. It's like what happens when it rains. I, I used to have a friend that said, "There's only ten great days in Los Angeles," <laughs> and I said, "What?" And they said, "Yeah, it, it cleans up all the smog and everything." And this was years ago, and I had to agree with her. But it's, it's nowadays, true. it seems to be that even after it rains, there's a there's a good week now, as opposed to just a day or two. Uh, maybe that's also the downturn that nobody's driving to work anymore. <laughs> but but um, th- this is a point to get out there and meet your your neighbors and, and enjoy the city uh, on, a, on a one-to-one level. Um, you're going to be riding this, I take it tomorrow. Oh yeah, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be out there riding up and down. I'll be at I'll be at the uh, the mayor's little speech at the beginning. All, in addition to the mayor, um, one thing we're super excited about is having Jaime Ortiz, who was the founder of the Ciclovia. Oh Florida. yeah, he's going to be there tomorrow wow. as well. So we're gonna we're uh, 
I'm pretty excited. Did, did he, I'm going to be all over the place. That, that's going to be great to have him in town. Oh, uh, yeah, Hopefully yeah. you won't be swamped by press or anything. But uh, We'll see. We're, we, he's been very supportive of us. Um, you know, we the, the the whole event, you know, it's it's been great talking to people in other cities who've put it on. Mm-hmm. There's been all kinds of uh, advice and support given from, from different people who kind of know more about the logistics of it. And to have him here is um, a, a great honor, and we're really happy about that. So. The, this this is a, a, a kind of a green grassroots movement here, and it, and it reminds me a lot of like uh, when when I think of this, I'm, I'm thinking of like all the other times I've seen the world, and it seems that Lucas Brunel, who goes around with the the dual camera on his head, uh, filming all these events for Critical Mass or or racers or something, it, it, we we always kind of look at these things and go, wow, it's it the bike film festival is two hours of people racing on fixed gears and mm-hmm. little kids. <laughs> talking smack or something but i'd like to believe that there's more to biking than just that and it's funny because an an event like this brings back the idea that there is that set of bike riding and and you said about is he going to show up in spandex yeah is he going to go show up in this um i like to think that when i used to get up every day i would just say well what am i going to wear oh yeah i'm doing that maybe i should wear a tie and i'd ride there in a tie or i'd ride there with this and they look at me and going well, where did you come from? And I go, well, you know, my house. And they go, oh, my God, that's Koreatown. And I go, yeah. And they go, you came all the way downtown from Koreatown? And I go, it's really not that far. <laughs> I said, there's even the, the, you know, public transportation. I could take a train or something. Yeah, they go, yeah. a train? Oh, my God. It, it, oh, what did you do, <laughs> take the bus to the train? I remember one time somebody tried to tell me how to get to my house from somewhere. And uh-huh. I said, just, just point me to the, the boulevard. Right. And it, it's funny because um, our friends, and this is just to say that they really are in, in good shape and they ride. They rode out to Riverside, and they were nice. talking about all the different things that they ran into. And, and one of the things he pointed out was somebody said to, you know, get on the sidewalk or get off the road or something. Uh-huh. And I'm saying, well, if you're if you're riding that far, there should be some sort of respect that hey, that's that's fantastic. But uh, th- there's no excuse for you not getting out and enjoying the city. Um, on on this scale or something, seven miles seems like. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean. I think I think, I think for that's people, the kids' ride during during the river ride. Right, or something. right. Yeah, seven and a half miles might sound like a lot um, if you're used to driving around LA, but when you get out there, especially on a bike, you know that's a bit of a hike if you're walking end to end. But if yeah. you have a bike, that is not much. I mean, you're going to be probably mm, I don't know if you stop an hour and a half, something like yeah. that. You'll find that it's a really leisurely kind of uh, kind of distance and. Uh, Absolutely. I, I know that uh, Brad from uh, our uh, bike sports show on, on Mondays, uh, between riding your bike and walking is like, it's a, it takes a fourth off. So if it just say, let's to walk somewhere, it's only going to take 10 minutes to bike there. Right. Which is just like, if you think about that in terms of save yourself through by taking your bike somewhere mm-hmm. instead of riding your bike. But you, you never equate that until somebody actually puts it out in front of you and says, this is how much time you save cardiovascular wise this is how much time you save time wise for me the big thing is just like getting from point a to b as fast as you can and a lot of people will realize that when you start to equate things like parking gasoline and congestion it, the the bike tends to sort of win this whole thing hands oh, down yeah. if not if not public transportation in there too because right. let's be honest sometimes I get just as tired and lazy as everybody else in Los Angeles. <laughs> and um, the the Metrolink, 
with all its qualms and everything, gets you from point A to B sometimes. I mean, sometimes it works great. Yeah, no, yesterday I had a or, wonderful or the Metro experience or the gold lines. I was going to walk over to, to Silver Lake from uh, from Koreatown, where I live, um, and I was kind of running out of time, so I thought, okay, I'm just going to go hop on the 204 up Vermont. I'm walking out there. The 204 pulls up as I get to the stop. Yes. I get on. We go. It's wonderful. No waiting at all. It was great. And then, uh, you know, I actually, I saw you out the window. I saw you. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, you were riding on Beverly across Vermont. And I was like, oh, my God. This is when L.A., when the transit works here, it works perfectly because you just get taken around. I get to see a local icon. You know, wonderful. <laughs> good stuff. So it made me feel really good about being back in L.A. because I had just gotten back Thursday night and... Yeah, maybe that's part of it too. It, and I don't consider myself any any kind of iconic figure or anything <laughs> like that. But I, I'm thinking that sometimes uh, you can inspire people just by some of the actions you do, and maybe this is one of them. Maybe everybody you know is going to be out on this, but you can at least spread the word and enjoy it yourself or come out there and support this thing. I'm thinking of some of the other things that we do in Los Angeles with bike culture. Uh, the Midnight Riders, they've been sponsoring a team for the AIDS life cycle. Uh, th- things like, and we, we always think of them as corporate entities, but they really aren't. They're just corporations that sort of are guised under the idea of helping you get around. Uh, the women from Cycle, Liz and Shea, who used to hmm. do some fantastic work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard they just stepped down, but they're, uh, it, it's a testament to how well they built that uh, that that cycle is still doing things like hosting uh, the art right last night at Pasadena. Mm-hmm. So it it's sometimes it is about enculturating yourself with with good things like art and, yeah. and music and what have you. Uh, once again, if you just joined us, this is Bike Talk, and, and you're joining uh, us talking about the Ciclovia that's happening tomorrow, ten ten ten. Now somebody told me that the world is going to fall off the face of the earth tomorrow, ten ten ten. <laughs> That's not true. Isn't that 12-12 for some Mayan apocalypse? Yeah, you know, because uh, the Earth follows the same calendar that we do, right, obviously. Right. So these numbers are very significant to but the Earth. Was it a conscious effort to make it on a day that you could remember? Just some sort of marketing thing? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we, uh, we like I said, we've been planning this for two years. So a lot of, uh, we had hoped to uh, to have this happen prior to now, but yeah. as things developed and as we learned the ins and outs of what it was really going to take to make this event a success and get the city on board and now we got the mayor behind us 100 percent you know everything's going to be great 10 10 10 just became the right day to do it i am reminded of uh something and we always think of bike events just happening spontaneously Uh, they don't uh everybody always thinks if you plan a bike ride i've said this before and it's an hour that you spent maybe an hour 10 minutes planning it no it really does take some time And, Uh and something like this uh, just the choreography between, uh, I'm thinking, public, state, local kind of people that always want to get their hand in the, the proverbial pie or some. <laughs> um, Dennis Crowley, um, who's, who uh, passed uh, last year, shut down the Arroyo Seco and had a bike ride on it. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks, wow, that must have been fun, easy to do. Mm-hmm. No. Police... <laughs> Uh, everything from meter maids, uh, people coming out beforehand. I know that for the Ciclovia, um, it's happening right close here to uh, Kill Radio. We're thinking right. on having some sort of musical slash uh, uh, thing that you can enjoy because it's it's going by the studio here, mm-hmm. literally a block or two away. Over um, in New Hampshire, yeah. Yeah, 
And and we're we're thinking that's the idea that a lot of people should come out and and just engage in the streets and. and they always say, well, they're closing down the streets. We like to think of it like Art Cycle. It's opening up the streets. Right. It's, um, I mean, the streets are always kind of dirty and polluted and always full <laughs> of cars. And, like, now it's going to be full of people and stuff. I mean, right. I, I'm wondering if, if that's going to be able to have people wrap their mind about it. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and I, I think uh, also everyone should come hungry because there's yeah. going to be all kinds of restaurants and whatnot along the route that you should uh, stop into. That's a big part of this is... Uh, you know, the logistics of an event like this, not only in terms of right. coordinating local governments and getting funding, we have had to work really hard to get the people who live along the route on board because this is uh-huh. not this is not some outsider event that's coming in and taking over your street and just inconveniencing you. We want people to come out their front doors and just join what's going on right outside and take a walk, take a bike ride, but just come out and be part of it because this is an event for those people. This should not be a nuisance. This should not be an imposition. And uh, so Joe Linton has been... Uh, really spearheading the effort to, to get the word out and talking to uh, community members, business owners, all these people uh, to get them on board. So we are definitely uh, definitely hoping that this is going to come across to people as their event and not so much. This isn't the marathon where, you know, someone paid a lot of money right. to participate and, you know, they're just taking up the space outside your door. No, this is you can come on out and uh, eat your sandwich while you're chalking up the streets. Absolutely. Do something more interesting than that. That's just the first thing that came to mind. Well, it, so. it's, it's funny because um, it, with freedom comes responsibility sometimes, or, or people talk about fighting for freedom and, and what have you. Uh, this, this is your point to not have to fight and not have to engage. If somebody has sort of put this all out there for you, it, it, you just have to show up. And I, I think that's that's sometimes the crux of what we don't believe goes on here. Um, the the Sequavia happening tomorrow is is there a, a start and a finish time for this? Well, it uh, it starts at 10 a.m. That's uh, when the the route is officially closed. From 10 a.m. goes till 3 p.m. Um, but, but it, it's not like a TikTok kind of thing. No, and and again, since it's not a race, there's not really an end or a start in terms of. Uh, where it's going to, so yeah. you can join. I mean, obviously, the the Department of Transportation is going to be doing all kinds of work from late tonight, early tomorrow morning, right. up until the start time. So I'm sure different parts of it and will kudos uh, to be them. more or less closed. Yeah, they have been. Um, at, I as a as a grad student, you know, I don't know too much about uh, city logistics. I've learned an awful lot just oh, witnessing yeah. how hard people are working um, to put all this stuff together. This is this is. I mean. When we were first thinking about this event, we knew that in Bogota they closed 70 miles. And we're like, okay, we won't be able to do that much. Maybe 12 miles. That seems like feasible. And uh, as we talked to the city more and more and realized what it actually takes to close down streets in L.A. officially, we were thinking we were going to have to scale back an awful lot. We thought, shoot. Are we going to have a mile? Are we going to have a block? What are we going to have? Seven and a half miles is a real accomplishment, and it's yeah. taken a tremendous amount of support um, on the part of the city, and we're very, very grateful to them for that. So this is this is phenomenal. This is going to be great. So so being a planner, and you said you visited other things, I'm thinking of uh, Janet City Con, who they basically ran into different things of looking at their city and saying, why don't we open up these places that have been sort of they're, they're sort of stagnant parking lots or it's where Broadway comes and it just sort of makes a, a lull in, in traffic or something. Why don't we open it up and, and put 
things like tables there or make it really accessible to people or close off Times Square to cars and therefore have days where it's just uh, open space that you can enjoy something like Times Square or something. Maybe go back, not not maybe the last century, but the century before and, and see how, how people enjoyed it. And, I, and I'm reminded of all these places. We, we think of places now like cemeteries in, in East L.A. just yeah. being sort of offset and it's like oh that's where we just bury our, our dead and everything this is before there were malls before there were public spaces so to speak people used to go there on weekends and enjoy things like the cemetery because it was the only green space in los angeles we still are are and this goes back to parking day we're, we're still totally um under even uh the minimum of what how much green space there should be mm-hmm. yet um and, and that's why there still is a parking day LA every day or parking day world day. I'm, I'm wondering, um, on a, on a world scale or something like this, um, what, what are some places that you've seen yourself that mm-hmm. might have like a, a, a makeover in Los Angeles, but just outside of the Ciclovia, but mm-hmm. things that might become permanent that maybe the Ciclovia is touching on. And I, I'm I'm looking at the map and seeing that this goes through uh, some place like uh, MacArthur Park, mm-hmm. which has almost uh, undergone a renaissance yeah, in the last yeah. four or five years of just how people address their public space. There's there's been uh, a, a makeover the, of the music shell there. Mm-hmm. There's been free music that's been put on. Um, there's there's also uh, uh, I don't know if they redid the the waterway, but it it looks. Like they've actually taken some care and, yeah, and, yeah. and something to it. I mean, yeah, I would hope that uh, that the Ciclovia is a, a way to stimulate some thinking on the parts of uh, the very creative people who are thinking about public space in L.A. I mean, I'm I'm continually surprised by how much is always going on here in terms of planners and artists and designers getting together and talking about ways that we could improve the city. And, um, you know, so this is a little, this is a little, uh, a test case where you could go around and see what it would be like if we could permanently close down some different areas. Um, but I'm sure that people have all kinds of ideas in mind. I think that, um, there are, there are different, uh, Trying to trying to think of something specific along the route, um, I don't have anything in well, mind. Well, there's moment. there's been the argument too that um, this is going to stop commerce. So I'd like to believe it's just going to be the opposite of that. It's like oh, yeah. there's there's going to be a tremendous amount, and everybody always thinks like, oh man, it's food trucks versus restaurants. It's it's street vendors versus you know fast food places. And I I really have to argue that. No, the, it's not about that sometimes. It's about, uh, as we saw last week at the Eagle Rock Music Festival, it, it was just about, like, this is one day a year. Uh-huh. This is how to experience music. And I think the big highlight of it wasn't the fact that that it's like, oh, you're coming to see music at this place. Oh, this is really just whatever. No, the idea was it's like you, you got to see everybody you hadn't seen in months. Right, yeah. enjoying themselves in a musical thing and you go hey did you see this one over here no well you should go over here there's this guy doing this and and you would you took took a map of the thing and sort of planned out where you were going to go and it's mm-hmm. like hey we'll meet here and get something to eat afterwards and it wasn't just one type of food it was like oh now let's go get this or now let's go drink this or let's let's experience this and i i think 
just the, just the way music works. Mm-hmm. Being being here at Kill Radio, we can talk about music for a minute. It's <laughs> it's not made or tailored to any one person. It's that that idea that you're sparking imagination or you're, you're sparking different reasons that you listen to music. It's the same thing here. It's right, it's yeah. how how are you going to reimagine the streets for yourself? Is it is it going to be that you're going to get out there and and play? Who knows, bocce ball in the streets? Or That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, bocce, that's a great, <laughs> good idea. Yeah, no, in terms of the businesses, the example we like to share is that uh, in San Francisco, when they started doing their first uh, Ciclovia stuff, which I can't remember if they're called Sunday Streets or Sunday Parkways. I think it's Sunday Streets. Um, Fisherman's Wharf uh, business owners there were like, hey, no way, man. This is going to be terrible for business. We do not support this. And... Lo and behold, they had their first event, and all of the businesses there saw a tremendous increase in sales. So, you know, that's another cool thing about this event is that I think that it brings people down to a local scale in terms of where they're spending their money. If you're hungry, maybe you'll stop into a a little restaurant that you hadn't read about uh, based on one of Jonathan Gold's reviews, but turns out it's a pretty tasty place that's right there in your neighborhood. So. I think that that's a that's a great opportunity as well to to bring us into into the local scale a little more. Have, have you found that uh, I I know that we're kind of let's just say the independent, but you talked about the L.A. Times. I, I know a lot of people are going to be covering this, looking for uh, different you know success failure. Mm-hmm. I mean. Is it really going to be rated on that kind of thing? Success, <laughs> failure? Isn't there going to be like a grade so. scale or something? I'm, I'm not sure. You know, this is such an unprecedented effort event in something? L.A. I, it's been difficult for people, I think, to grasp the fact that it's not a race. It's not a street festival in the same way that a lot of our street festivals are here where you got, like, booths crowding the street and throngs of people. This is a, this is kind of like a, a hybrid. It's about creating a park space. So, yeah, success, failure, I don't think are, are really – the terms in which we're thinking of it, but man, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people out there on the route. That is really gonna gonna show us uh, the direction to go from here. If if there's a lot of people out there enjoying their city, then you know, I think we're gonna see it happening again. And I don't see how there can't be a lot of people out tomorrow because I've been hearing about this thing from all over the place, not just from the organizers, but. Yeah. People are talking about the event. Um, the L.A. Times, it's been on network news. We've been on a couple different uh, radio stations, things like that. So I'm I'm pretty confident that we're going to see a really interesting group of people out there. Absolutely. Tomorrow. And I, I'm, I'm also um, kind of elated at the fact that people are coming from all over for this thing, too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be fantastic. Um, one of the things that we're reminded of is the fact that um, this – this was just an idea in Bogota mm-hmm. to be an answer to the streets and the violence and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one of the suggestions I had is, why, why are we doing this in relatively safe section of town? Why aren't we doing this in, in a place that really needed? And they looked at me and go, well, just give it some time or something. So <laughs> are there, were there other routes uh, kind of done in the planning in this? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we, have, a, we have a map of uh, our, our ideal routes that cover the whole county, you know. Ideally, we would, we would get multiple cities involved. We would have a, a Ciclovia that could take you from East L.A. all the way to the ocean, you know, covering South L.A., maybe going up to West L.A., I guess, over to Santa Monica, those kinds of places, connecting the valley. Yeah, we have all and sorts of And it doesn't even touch morning. 70 miles, I bet. Oh, my gosh. I mean, our our region is is as we all know pretty endless. So, 
if we really wanted to to get up there and connect everything, we'd probably surpass Bogota by quite a bit. But yeah, we we have a lot of other routes in mind. We certainly think that this is something sh- that should be shared all over the city. You know, we're thinking that the first few events are going to probably not take place on the same routes, so that we are getting a sense of uh, connectivity and making it clear that this is for everyone. This is not for a particular neighborhood. This is not for a particular population. This is something about connecting um, Angelinos in general. So. So this might be the day to actually get out there with with like some uh, balloons and stuff and throw them at the kids on fixies, right? <laughs> oh, we we have a call. Hold on, let's see if it's pertinent to the conversation. Throwing balloons is kind of hard. They don't have much mass. Press one. send a voicemail. Press two. Kill radio. Kill kill radio. Kill radio. See, this is what happens. <laughs> Yes, um, actually was donated to us, I think, from the uh, the Russian consulate. <laughs> it, uh, it used to have some sort of other function or something. I hope uh, it was in the White House. Uh, no, no, not at, not at all. But I, I think the reason we got it is because it is red. Um, obviously, uh, not a crank call, but somebody that had second thoughts about that. Um, now, when we when we talk about uh, building community and, and stuff like this, it's it's not just a uh, about getting people out there and on a bike and they have to ride a bike all the time or something. It's just that this event just lends itself beautifully to the bike. And I'm thinking of other events that are going to be doing that in the weeks to come. I've queued up something here, and we're going to just touch on it for a second because um, it it seems to play into this, and I'm trying to queue it again. Um, there, There have been other events that had stuff to do with Los Angeles or getting on a bike or something, and I'm reminded of... Next week is the the fat tire. So if you hadn't had enough of this this week, <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that to be cruel or anything. Um, the people from New Belgium are coming out and they're doing something too. And you're saying, well, aren't they making money off this? Isn't there a, um, an idea of of how to generate capital, how to do this? And I'd like to just take people away from this. There there are going to be opportunities, but I think. You shouldn't be looking out to make the big bucks. It's basically people on bikes that are usually broke all the time. You know, that's, that's the pretty amazing thing about bikes yeah. is that there's such a range out there. And it's such it a is. simple piece of technology that as anyone who, you know, hangs out at bike co-ops or gets involved in that kind of thing knows, they're pretty easy to build yourself, pretty easy to repair. It so is. You can, you can make money off bikes or you can be, you know, a day laborer who's riding a, a $10 mountain bike on the sidewalk. That's right. what L.A. has. So. Yeah. And and I I think that's that's might be the the litmus test for for getting us all on the same plane that we're all riding something with two wheels or, or something that that inve- the marvelous invention um, we're on bike talk again and we're talking about the Ciclovia and different things uh, just just to mention it. Um, Friends of mine are putting on the Tour de Fat, and there are uh, different places you can check it out. I think it's uh, going to be downtown next week. If you want to volunteer, you can check it out. Um, it's uh, their way of raising some money for their uh, bike operations, and we'll, we'll talk about that later in the hour. Uh, however, the Ciclovia, it's free, isn't it? Oh, totally free. There not, you go. That's something you got to register for. Wow. Run out, buy a T-shirt, show your support. There, there's no... People taking cans or, or things away at me at the entrance to it? Or? No, not not this time around. I have to this stand in line. 100%. There's no, there's no entrance gate. There's no exit gate. You just enter the street, and there you are. 
Fantastic. Well, this sounds like something I, I'm going to be part of. Hopefully, everybody in Los Angeles will, will come out and do this. Um, I'm, I'm curious, how much time have you actually put into this? Just, I, I know I've got. Uh, I was trying to play some stuff, and I was looking at the date on this, and this is from 2000, 2009 at an event. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm sure you guys have been doing this way before then. 2008, I heard talk yeah, of this. We, this is uh, this, this is like at least two, three years. Two years down yeah. the line from when we we first we had a you know we had a meeting in Allison Manos's living room where I remember we got together. Steve inviting me and telling me this this yep. thing at at. Uh, one of one of the places, and I, I just said, "You got to be kidding!" Right. I said, "Because I'd heard of Dennis Crowley closing down the freeway, and I just knew." A, I said, "Well, you can get everybody to agree on a city level, but you're still going to have to pay cops." And they looked at me like, "What?" And I said, <laughs> "Yeah, you got to pay cops, and cops don't come cheap." And and the only reason I knew that is because uh, being on a movie set, they always have to get somebody that's either retired or something because you, you you're offsetting the effect. And I always wonder, well, what's a cop going to do that? A security guard or something said, "Oh no, no, you need one." And then I realized after a while, it's just because they're part of just how things are done here. You need right. somebody with that authority or somebody with that kind of legalese to actually move traffic or, or do something like that, which is gets back to how how these streets even got formed here in Los Angeles. Los Angeles being something that's just sort of sprawl, we we get to look at how neighborhoods and, and stuff work. I think this thing is trying to fight me here, the CD player. You know, we, we're going to have to take off soon. My stomach's Absolutely. Rolling, and I'm going to go take her up to square one and show some of our local cuisine. Sure. So. And, and uh, one last thing. You you live at the Eco Village, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I live at the LA Eco Village. They, they give you a break on, on living there if you have a bike, don't they? That's, it's a very, very supportive place for, uh, for being car-free in LA. That's made it 100% more possible for me to, to get around by bike here. There's all sorts of knowledgeable people there who right. have been biking in L.A. for years and years and are thrilled to see this kind of change happening now where we're, you know, I was just talking to uh, to Randy, who's a longtime bike messenger right. at the Eco Village, you know, well-known around town and whatnot, about how, uh, you know, when when he and Joe and other people first started getting, uh, getting critical mass organized here, this was 100% their effort there was no city support there was no police yeah. support they were just doing things on their own and uh and randy said that you know this the thing that's happening tomorrow ciclavia is the the first example he's seen of a of a real uh symbolic support from the city for by yes. so this is kind of like a this could be a sea change this could be a this could be a really important um historic moment i'm hoping that it is yeah so. this is this is one time um Los Angeles can pull their head, so to speak, out of the sand and actually uh, look around and see that there is a city here and there are people here they need to support. We always think of supporting things like the NFL and the <laughs> NBA, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson and, and it's like we're going to charge these people. Oh, no, we're not going to charge these people. Maybe it's not so much that they didn't need to be charged, but I mean, maybe um, the, the way they look at it or their, their aim needs to be sort of uh, extended. And uh, maybe that little kid down the street that's riding his bike tomorrow will have a little bit of fun, which will make it all worthwhile. So Let's hope so. Let's hope that yeah. he goes, man, riding this bike is great. This is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Family-friendly, family right? 100%, yep. Yeah. And I, I know um, there are 
they're asking for costumes and stuff, and I'm thinking I'm just going to get up and wear something comfortable and enjoy <laughs> Sunday. You're not going to wear a pumpkin costume? Well, maybe maybe I'll I'll just get up out of bed. I'll probably be late, so I should just like wear my pajamas and just keep going out there. It's not really not that early, but uh, considering that tonight is the uh, yet another art ride, I, I love the idea that things like Art Cycle sort of embraced art and music in the community. I, I'm wondering if at some point... There'll be themes for Cyclovias. Were, were there themes in Bogota when this was first uh, going on? Or was it just um, like, get out there and enjoy your streets? It's not just people in cars doing drive-by shootings uh, <laughs> oriented with drugs, right? No, I think, uh, as far as I know, they didn't have themes. We, th- we thought a lot about um, some different themes, and that's oh, really? something we'll probably incorporate like, like in the future. What? Well, you know, in terms of uh, L.A. history ah. or uh, different neighborhoods that are known for different types right. of business and stuff like that. Um, kind of kind of like a tweed ride with the girls sure. from Cycle or, or yeah. uh, one of Alex's ride arcs or something. You, know, you go around and you check out, uh, you know, protests, public space or, or what have you and stuff. Right. Well, I want to thank you, you ladies again for, for coming in today and, and speaking to us about... Uh, the Cyclovia, and this would be the point where I put something really cool on musical-wise. <laughs> However, being being challenged, let's see about if I can if I can do something here. Right, I'm going to set down my mic now. Thanks right. a lot for having thank us. You, thank you so Good much. To you. Here we go. I'll see you tomorrow. It is Kill Radio. We're back in the studio. Thank you, Mr. Waits, for encouraging everything uh, here along the lines of Ciclavia. 
And um, right now we're going to get back to um, a little bit of the recycle thing in um, Riverside. We just want to remind you that if you're looking for art, you don't have to go all the way out there. Uh, there's the art walk that happened last night in Pasadena, uh, continuing not so much tonight, but all those venues are going to be open and you probably can get around a little easier uh, without all the people. If you're looking for an art venue to go to tonight, you might want to consider the um, Nila Art Ride that starts about 6.30, I think they meet, they leave around 7-ish, uh, over there at the Flying Pigeon slash Bike Oven. Or as we like to call it, the bike pigeon um, flying oven. And that's located at 3700 block in north, on North Figueroa in beautiful, I think it's the outskirts of Cypress Park and the, the, the sort of line there between Highland Park I think is 20 feet. So take it for yourself, northeast Los Angeles, off of the Heritage Square stop if you're taking the goal line in public transportation. It is Kill Radio. Uh, wow. What a, what a talk about the Cyclovia. I know I'm going to be on it. Um, but let's get back right now to a little bit of the recycle event, and we're talking with one of the artists here on Kill Radio. Or at least that's what I want to do here. This is my father. This is Paul. This is Ashua. Nice to meet you. So, what do you think of her artwork? That's great. How about you? I've seen her artwork before. Is this it? Yeah. This is fantastic. I like it. It runs down. I've seen her artwork before. Well, this is very different than what you usually do. This is cool. Is there a bike here? So uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, infrastructure, but uh, this relates back to what happens when everything goes wrong, and there is, let's just say, the need to have a ghost bike, the need to have a memorial bike. And lo and behold, that's what uh, Ashira uh, has addressed here with her bike piece. So what's... Were you always fascinated with mobiles, uh, Alexander Calder and things like that? I remember once I traveled up to San Francisco to see him because he didn't come to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty fantastic. He, he also did a lot of films and some other things. What? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm curious, are these like uh, bits and pieces of, of an article you did or something? No, it's, um, it's actually um, it's a piece for my friend Brock John, and this is, these are words that after he was killed um, on his bike in New York, these are words that friends of his and myself oh, that we really all nice. wrote to him, so, so I used it. So it's almost like a, a ghost yeah. bike kind of thing. It's a memorial to him. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do a memorial without making him into a martyr. Yeah. Because he, you know, he he was riding the wrong way. He was riding the wrong way against traffic in New York, and he got hit and he yeah, got killed. Yeah, that should be a reason to kill you and die. Of for course him. not. Yeah. Of course not. But he was a. a, a and just like that, it froze up. Other situation. Come on, DVD. Yeah. 
Alright, it's Kill Radio. Just, uh, <laughs> just trying to get through the program here. It is bike talk. No, it's, not, it's not just art anymore. It's becoming something real. Hey, how you been, man? He's, he's one handed too. <laughs> do you like the exhibit? I do too. I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, they did. It is great. Not a lot happening there. Still not a lot. So uh, you're hearing the opening there at uh, the Sweeney, excuse me, the Bob and Carol Culver building located in Riverside. All sorts of artists that have come together that you've seen before, but always enjoy. Lisa Arbach had her um, fantastic knitting and her saddle sore uh, magazines there for display, reading purposes, and whatever you need to do there. She, of course, uh, doing a lot with the Shero design, and in fact, our last guest uh, had a Shero tattooed on her leg. Pretty, pretty phenomenal if you think about it. Uh, she was always saying it's great when people actually uh, recognize it. So, uh, fantastic kind of artwork using yourself as a canvas, so to speak. It is Kill Radio. This is uh, Bike Talk. Filling in for the now globe-trotting Nick, who uh, does this every Saturday from 10 to noon, uh, touching up bike issues. One of the things at the art exhibit that we noticed, besides uh, Miss uh, Arbach's uh, kind of political stance on on the war that she does with her, or, or the the deaths in the war, and of course uh, sharing the lane and what have you. Uh, we, we noticed that there was uh, a lot of, uh, let's just say, art for art's sake, so to speak, here at this exhibit, too. Um, there were some of the high-minded things that we heard, and there were also just some frivolous things, as, uh, like an uh, exhibition of all the, uh, someone's garage and, and spoke cards that were put up by every, from the Taco Tuesday crew that came out and supported this. I'm trying to get to a point here in the uh, the program that we can talk a little bit about how long it took Ricardo to get out there, but it, it's telling me the button is not usable now. 
alas, this is what technology has come down to. It is kill radio, and we're stuck without operating buttons. So the idea of three feet. How you doing, man? I'm going to turn off the camera. And a little bit of a runkus here in the... How you doing, man? I'm going to turn off the camera. All right. Anyway, want to remind you, too, that next week coming up is going to be the Tour de Fat, and you can check it out at, uh, I think they have a website um, lo- with uh, things like uh, New Belgium Brewery. That's going to be happening downtown at the historic Los Angeles Historic Park, which is just another name for where the knotted cornfield used to be that Laura Bond reclaimed the brown space there. Laura, as you know, um, not related to bicycles, but uh, using bicycles on occasion, uh, not just out there at Burning Man, but in the city uh, along lines of transit. And, of course, she's uh, an expert at reclaiming unused space. She has an exhibit over at Lackmanow. Uh, and also at what they're calling Strawberry Flag, which is something with the uh, the veterans. Uh, all things not just bike-related, but uh, some art in there to help you move and get you inspired to go maybe on tonight's art ride. It is Kill Radio. Um, what we're going to try and do now is keeping within that uh, idea of unity and the theme of getting out there and becoming part of your community. We're going to play a little bit of the last time that New Belgium Brewery was here in town. Uh, they were part of a, um, a a thing that had to do with uh, oh, Central Park and bikes. We're listening to it right now on Kill Radio. It is Bike Talk. Somebody's doing their... And we're going to get to a point in it where we're going to hear Amy speak from the New Belgium Brewery if this, in fact works now <laughs> it is kill radio we're actually looking right now at some of the bikes that uh, you can lock them in there while you have that uh, the flying pigeon had out there I always find they user friendly kind of Dutch bikes flying pigeon located over there in Highland Park slash Cypress Park changing a tire do these are these tires like road tested these tires are road tested and they're basically made to never go flat they're some of the best tires in the world they're the Schwabi marathons they have flat protection and uh, you can run over a bed of needles you should be fine I don't know about that but they're they're pretty good (laughs) we'll just give them that Anyway, the, the the guys there um, had come out for this day where it was all about uh, embracing some of the community with bikes. And it's not broken. necessarily all the, the fixed gear riders, but some of the families, uh, groups that were, um, I think the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts were there selling selling their wares. So it was more about um, smaller, what we call local kind of entrepreneurs that helped to uh, encourage uh our, and make our community what it is and instead of just like brick walls and what have you. Some tall bikes showing up for this. Yeah, that's really great to get them all together. Very nice. I think it works really well. It's really cool to see all the different types together. Especially these ones. Joseph's got some really cool bikes here. Yeah, he does. He brought, uh, they almost look like functional bikes as opposed to those bikes that you do. Yeah. Sort of play with or something. More than a toy. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like a 
uh, a function of your work. Yeah, you can carry a lot of stuff on the cargo expanding. Hey, well, thanks for talking to us. Thanks, Chicken. Love it. Good to see you, man. What was your first name again? Eric. Thank you, Eric. Yes. Okay. No, we're also wrapping up on the Everything at these events, from enjoying a, a, a bike ride to to visiting people, and New Belgium actually didn't set up anything to drink at, but they set up a, a little community table where you could uh, take your an IQ test on how to recycle and some of the other things uh, that would help to beautify a park, as opposed to just sitting around and not giving back, so to speak. And lo and behold, families embrace this. Uh, a lot of single entrepreneurs uh, that uh, See, enjoyed not only getting out there and talking to you, but if you had to buy something, you could. Let's see if we can channel Amy, Amy here from New Belgium. Yeah, Joe Kidd and the Stinger. That's right, huh? Joe Kidd and the that's, Stinger. That's a great... Yeah. You ever get out to the valley? At uh, Paul's Atomic Cycles in uh, this summer, it's part oh, really? of the series. Yes, Paul's Atomic Cycles, as we know, host to the Chapacabras coming up at the end of the month. We'll talk more about that next week and about how you too can be part of an event that we're not even going to talk about here on Bike Talk. No, we're just kidding. We'll talk about it next week. But anyway. We're going to get a moment here with Amy, hopefully. Get some good info. Yeah, yeah. We should have Mike Oven Table. Now, it wasn't intentional. Uh, I, it's not, it's, it's okay. my fault. No, it's right. Now, Amy, you're you're telling me about New Belgium and some of the things they do. You're here in Pasadena while everybody else is downtown at another event. I'm sure there's somebody there too, right? No. No? No. So you missed the Amgen, the Tour de Drugs, for this. Why? <laughs> It's all about starting by, uh, all about starting uh, from the bottom up. I mean, if you don't work in the communities to engage folks at a young age, um, then we won't have a older bicycle culture to um, continue the growth of cycling. Now, just, just to be the devil's advocate, New Belgium is making beer. Do you find that people drink responsibly when they're on a bike or drink less responsibly? I think it depends on the person and the environment. I mean, we don't have any product out here today as far as alcohol is concerned, so I've definitely seen it go both ways. Um, so I don't want to say that... No, but that's that's really yeah. something. You guys aren't here to make money today, and for a lot of people that would be like, you're wasting time, but... You guys aren't. You're supporting a lot of the community. Yeah, we try really hard to, to dig deep into really the core and not show for face value, but we try to be where the change is happening. Do you think that... Go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. <laughs> Do you think Pasadena is actually making those, those inroads into, uh, let's just say, not just the positive 
financial aspects of biking, but some of the other ones? I, I, well, I think Pasadena is probably in the middle. I've seen other uh, ci- I've seen some c- cities that were kind of playing low on the radar, you know, build up and do some pretty not progressive, but progressive for Southern California, Long Beach, for instance, and even some of the smaller surrounding communities. Burbank has started picking up. Pasadena floats there in the middle, and sometimes it's it's. It's aggressive in its bicycle efforts, and sometimes it lags, and it's, you know, a little political red tape. Yes, we, we've heard of that. We, we heard about some of the, the films it might have filmed in the past. You check on his bingo, Cole? Uh-huh. So what, what's this? Bingo. Garbage bingo. Um, it's a New Belgium bingo game. Cole actually drew the bingo board for really? New Belgium. Um, it's on the thing right there. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a uh, of people that attend events to look down and pick up garbage, and when they get a bingo, we give them a bike belt. Very nice, very nice. It, 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 we saw you on that, that tall bike. Where was that? It's over there next to InCycles. Well, there you go. InCycles making tall bikes. Very nice. We need to get people to go visit it over at InCycles. Okay, I'll go visit it. Um, I put them over there thinking that this would be a big open, and now it's. And I, I can see him. I I know what would go through my head if I was over there. Well, anyway, you've, you've done this event in unison with uh, Cycle. Uh, Cycle getting out in the community and, and a nonprofit or something. Is, is that really. It seems like I think it's this a good, is good. Kind I mean, of marriage. Yeah, I think um, I think the efforts with Bike Week Pasadena is good for just stirring the pot uh-huh. and keeping people excited and, and maybe introducing some new folks into it um, more than anything. And I would like to see Bike Week Pasadena share and have other bike groups involved. Or, or, and I'm going to go out on a limb, maybe they could plan with other cities, too. So Glendale takes a week, Pasadena takes a week, L.A. takes a week, and maybe one of the other outlying areas, Santa Monica or Mar Vista. Yeah, so we, like we, We're not all competing for the same people. On the same week. As every bike event kind of does. Yeah, I like that, though. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, it's just off the top of my head. Okay, yeah. I'm going to talk to the artist, too. Right. Is he in his blue period? He's in his brown period. In my shady period. So we heard you designed the, uh-huh, the bingo. I did. Where did that come from? Oh, uh, you know, the heart, the soul. Now, Amy needed a bingo card. It was her idea to do this. Mm-hmm. And she needs somebody to draw some stuff, so I came up with a bunch of junk to draw, and that's what we get. But so but now, there's a there's a better idea. It, it sort of teaches little kids. It's almost like a game. Oh yeah, totally. Find little kids, even around. little adults. Yeah. Same thing. So little get, adults. People love free stuff. So <laughs> if they get to pick up trash while doing it, then it's well, even better. That being said, about people and free stuff, do you think there's a certain part of our population that is encouraged by, let's just say, benefits or credits? or something like that. I'm thinking of nations now as people. Perhaps if we made it kind of user-friendly for nations to get credits, maybe from other non-traditional sources or resources. I'm thinking of something as simple as like maybe paying people to pay ride their bikes. I mean, some of us will ride regardless, it's just fine. But they they kind of tried that with, uh, I can't remember what, the deal was, but it was every employer, if you ride, if you commute to work at least four times a week or something like that, or three times a week, you uh-huh. could, you, were, you, were, you were eligible for $25 per month. Wow, they're paying you to ride. 
essentially, but your employer, this is a state saying this is what we'll do for you, like this is what you should do, if, but you have, your employer has to sign up for this deal, and it's like, paperwork and if your employer doesn't want to uh, deal with and you then you're yeah so it's almost like it's deal. like the rebate with the clunkers thing exactly That's a lot of play <laughs> and they didn't want to do it so and i worked for a bike company that was just like no it's too much of a hassle it's like okay maybe if we made it simple like i know that and this is just something I, I saw the other day there was a kid with a garment watch that almost looked like something from uh escape from new york or mm -hmm. whatever and i thought it just records it'll it'll upload it'll link up it'll do all this stuff and i thought that would be a great way just to keep track oh yeah not for any kind of surveillance or anything yeah but, but, it, but it would keep track of where your miles are going or yeah. whatever yeah we americans would be pretty suspicious about that <laughs> well, well a video camera on your, on your bike in case you get hit yeah, that would be different. Not because I want to watch you. Record stuff. Yeah, All right, I'm going to go talk to the cycle, you guys. Dude, uh, are you in the bike community? Yeah. Is this chicken leather? <laughs> yes, it is. I'm doing, the, I'm doing bike talk today, Alex. And there you are. <laughs> hey, man, um, it's funny you should be calling because the next thing I was going to put on, this is this is almost psychic, was uh, you actually worked with the kids from the Echo Park Film Center on a documentary called Work. Can you, can you tell us a bit about it before we uh, we get to that? Um, all I really know is that the, that one of, those, one of the kids uh, asked to interview me and some of the people at Bike Race, and he was volunteering there at the time. And I was like, hell yeah. I mean, he made it convenient for me. It was like I was there, and we did an interview, and so I think that's sort of his technique. You know? did, did money pass hands? Did he, did he like... Were there any kind of services that were rendered to get you to be in this movie? <laughs> I paid him to interview me, you know. Oh, okay. It was an appearance, yeah, it was like, it was like product placement. There you, you go. Know? Well, and, uh, I, and I asked him to, like, uh, make my ears look smaller, you know. <laughs> They're not, oh, come on, come on. You, you, you wanted the, the Brad Pitt makeover, right? Dude, chimpanzees are jealous of my <laughs> ears. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're joking. I, you, let, let's be honest. The, you've seen that movie with, uh, I think the heavy do the soundtrack, and it's a commercial for, for the silent cars, and it's a little sock monkey out there. They said that was you. I totally told them it wasn't you. It was me. And everybody believes in that. So they're saying, when are you going to put on the sock monkey suit again? And I'm going, it's, dude, it wasn't me. It wasn't me with the sock monkey. But I think I'm going to show up to one of these bike rides with the sock monkey things. What, what do you think about making Cyclovia like a... Uh, like a costume event next year or next week or whatever. <laughs> do it on Halloween. Do, yeah. Let's just do it again, man. Let's Absolutely. Just, not us waiting around for permits stuff, you know? Yeah. Just do it. Just do it again and again and again and again until okay. it's routine. Well, being the devil's advocate here, um, do, you, do you think people really need, uh, they always need, like, uh, an event or, or something to ride their bike? I mean, don't people just ride their bikes because they do? It has nothing to do with time or a place or a situation i mean once it becomes like your second pair of legs yeah that's the way it is yeah. but to get there to start to get started people need reasons you know reasons and quotation marks yeah. they need and uh and it's always more fun to do it with a group or do it with a you know with a group for a reason you know i think just adding that um mental component yeah. where it's like it's not just Take it out of the realm of like utilitarian to the realm of focus, and, and that, that that a lot of times is what I think sort of defines 
people, uh, and, and we, you, we just heard on this last video uh, about where it was more or less like utilitarian bikes. And I remember Mark at the last conference said, hey, I'm, I'm a utilitarian bike rider. We all kind of laughed, and then we really thought, wow, that's a, that's a great way to be. It's not like you're just out there doing stunts on your bike like Guinness or, or you're out there, you know, being a fixie kind of punk or something. You're, you're actually working with your bike, or your bike is working for you. It's, it's, it's a transportation equation that I, I, I don't think a lot of people really got until like about three or four years ago that it's like, dude, this is better. Not so much better, but it's more convenient sometimes in the car. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I think the whole, like, utilitarian cycling sort of push mm. where people are like, let's make this, you know, mode of transportation, and there's kind of a reductionist aspect. Like, we're using this bicycle culture to achieve Portland status where everybody rides to work on their bike with a big styrene helmet and socks and sandals. Yeah. And to me, I actually, I think that would be a loss. Like, I think... I don't see the bicycle culture as a, as a way to trade up for a culture where you just ride your bike and it's normal to ride your bike. I'd rather, I think L.A. can aspire to more than that. We ought to aspire to a place where, yeah, you can ride your bike to ride your bike, but, yeah, you can also ride your bike to party down. You know, you can ride your bike to have fun. And, the, and, and, and rather than, like, try to, try to achieve what is perceived as Portland status, and I don't think that's really how it is in Portland. Mm. Let's try to like let's grow the bike thing so that normal people are doing it. But let's take those normal people and turn them into riders. You know, let's not make riding normal. Let's make being a midnight rider normal. You know. Wow. So. Well, that being said, we on last night's midnight riders. No, nah, I missed it. <laughs> I <don't... laughs> it's it's kind of funny because I missed it too. I really tried to get on it. I got over there at ten o'clock and they'd left. I mean, this is like, dude, it was like a New York City, like, midnight They left on time? They left, you know, 10 one bang, they were gone, you know. Whoa. So, no, nah, I, I, I'm just joking. I, I did rush down there to get to it, but the thing was, I helped somebody get somewhere. See, somebody stopped me, and they go, how do we get to the airport? I'm looking at them going, dude, this is the flyway for the, and it's, you get a real different, different view. Once we went down Vegas Strip, like the strip of the, the like, you know, you're, you're getting a viewpoint that nobody's ever going to see before. I remember sticking my phone down and I'm sorry, outside. This is, are you kidding? This is, this is something people would pay for. You're going at five miles an hour down the strip. And he was, and he was just blown away. Well, the feeling of openness, yeah. too, in yeah. the city, which is hard to come by. So, Alright, I'll see you out there, man. I'll see you out there. Peace hey, out. hey, what's, hey, hold on. What time is that thing in Hollywood Park? Is it right at 10 a.m.? Yeah, yeah I think so. We get that okay. to right. I'm going to spell it out right now. Spell it! I'm going to spell it out. Spell it! Two, two, six, 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 Yes, you're listening to, that's right, Thunderstorm. It's the fun back and things. We want to thank everybody for calling today. Alex Thompson, uh, my guests, Adonis and Sarah in from, uh, Adonis and Sarah in from, let's see, the Ciclavia. They're going to be out there tomorrow. Uh, Amy, who's with New Belgium next week, the Tour de Fat. If you want to know more about it, check it out online. I think Cycle has a link, C-I-C-L-E. Girls from Cycle, the women from Cycle. I, you know, they call themselves girls, but Liz and Shay, hey, 
Women in my book. Anyway, Kill Radio, I'm headed out of here. DJ Chicken Leather, i got to go volunteer and get there at 1. That means I'm burning up this pavement, yeah. Or I could take public transportation. I don't know. Hey, I'll see you out there at the bike oven. I'm going to be volunteering this afternoon. Peace out. Have a wonderful time. It is Kill Radio and KPFK for Bike Talk. Ending with a little bit of thunderstorm.